This is episode 28 with Jeff Wickersham, a father and coach of two boys that wrote a letter to his boys and decided it was time that they enjoyed being kids again. I'm still very aware of the workload and stress that my sons put on their bodies, as well as the mental piece when it comes to playing those sports. Hey moms, are you tired of being tired? Or maybe yelling at your kids? Or maybe you need to know how to get your strength back postpartum? Or learn to manage your stress trying to do it all? Or just to become a more confident mom? If so, then welcome to Citrus Love, keeping motherhood inspired. I'm Christiane Bégin, a mother of two, sharing inspiring conversations with wonderful people on how we can be mentally and physically stronger moms, and also including freshly squeezed ideas, a little bit of fun, so you can learn how to find balance, and also how to raise strong, caring, confident kids in today's world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hi, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Citrus Love Podcast. Happy you're listening. A quick note, side note, that when I recorded this episode, it was before COVID-19 pandemic, so we do not make any reference to it. Also, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because during this interview, uh, my guest, Jeff, he spoke how the night before he was at his kids' uh, sports team competition. So, you know, this was recorded back in March when all the schools were open and everything was quote unquote normal. But now you'll finally get to listen to hear this conversation and you'll know fairly quickly why I had this father, this coach on the podcast because he did something that we don't hear often enough. We hear that kids are stressed out and there's lots of statistics behind it. Kids are growing up with this pressure and they're stretched too thin. And I mean, it's not all kids, but what you hear about the most is that kids are overworked, overstressed. But generally speaking, um, kids are raised with more pressure. And one factor is that kids are doing a lot more. As parents, obviously, we want to raise happy kids and kids that are successful and make sure that they learn as much as they can to have more options later on. Even uh, we start early thinking about, oh, I want, I would love them to go to this college or this university or get recruited for this team or whatever the case may be, the dream that you want your kids to follow. And sometimes parents think that because their kids are in tons of after school activities, they're, I mean, today we're going to be talking about team sports, but it can be a learning a new instrument, a new language. It can be learning about technology, learning about other life skills. So they're taking on more responsibilities and they're being raised as adults earlier. I even have I had a lady comment how we're even dressing our kids like tiny adults. Okay, so this father did something and he wrote about it on his social media, with which thankfully I saw. And I really wanted to share this with you because this is something we don't see often. We hear about don't kids should be doing this and you should be doing this and parenting like this. But what about when 
someone actually does something about it or goes against the grain. What happens then? So today you'll hear exactly what this father did, what he life was before and after, and what he's teaching his kids about life now and how to raise mentally strong, confident, caring kids. So without further ado, let's listen in on our conversation. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you so much for being here today on Citrus Love Podcast to share your parenting experiment you did last year with your sons. So we'll talk all about that. But first, I'd like to thank you for taking the time and actually sharing this. Absolutely. I'm so excited to uh, to be here and uh, to speak to, to your listeners and, and to share my, my story. So before we start talking about the letter you wrote to your sons, so let's talk a bit about you. Coach, and you still do youth sports. You've coached for 18 years and you have this passion for coaching. You own Metaphor Fit Health and Fitness Studio. You founded the Morning Fire Academy, which guides busy entrepreneurs to implement game-changing habits for more energy, abundance, focus, and freedom. And you have a podcast to inspire entrepreneurs and get them energized. So health and wellness is obviously a big part of your life as well as helping others and kids. What was happening with your kids last year that made you and your wife start thinking that maybe your two boys were not enjoying their childhood? What was happening before you realized, okay, something needs to change? Absolutely. So both of my sons play football and basketball, uh, Jackson and Carter, Jackson's 11, Carter's nine. And with football, we start in early August and early August, it's four practices a week for a couple of weeks. Then we back it off to three practices during the week, but they're an hour and a half, two hour practices every three days, three weeknights during the week, and then a game on the weekends. And, and we do that from early August till late October, early November. And in the October, November timeframe, travel basketball starts. There's tryouts. Luckily, both my sons have made the uh, the top teams each year. And around mid-October, they start actually practicing basketball as well. So you've kind of got two things going at once. There were many nights where we're practicing basketball for an hour. I coach both of their football teams and basketball teams. We're practicing basketball for an hour, literally changing into their football uniform in my truck and going out to football practice for an hour. Basketball runs from November to late March. And you get to a point in that second season where you've gone straight from early August and it, it just becomes, it becomes difficult draining not only on them, but on mom as well as myself coaching where it just, it just gets into this grind and it gets into kind of needing a break. And, and in prior years, we hadn't taken a break. Both boys had played baseball or done some sort of spring sport, but they weren't completely in love with baseball because it's a little bit slower of a sport compared to football and basketball. And last year around March, it was one of those days where Facebook popped up a memory from when they were like four and two years old. And you, you, you see the memory and it just tugs at your, your heartstrings. And my wife had sent me a note that same day and said, what do you want to do for spring sports for the boys? And it was at that moment that I said, you know what, let's do nothing. We haven't had a season, either fall, winter or spring where we weren't playing sports ever since like they were four years old. Wow. So I said, so I said, let's just do nothing. And, and she was like, oh my gosh, I was thinking the same thing. I, I'm so excited for, for this different chapter in our <laughs> lives. 
So they've always been involved in sports. They didn't do any other activities because that basically took up all of your time. Yes. Uh, sports was a major component of my life growing up. I was a very shy and quiet kid, uh, had glasses by the time I was five years old with the blonde bowl haircut that, that I used to sport. And uh, I still remember my mother telling me, that when I was six and seven to go over to friends' houses, she would have to come with me, right? Because I was such kind of kind of this quiet, introverted kid. And sports was my outlet out of that. I was athletic. My mom used to teach aerobics three nights a week. And, and that was kind of my avenue to break out of my shell and that form of just being quiet and, and kind of introverted. So sports has always played a key role in my life, given me a lot of energy, a lot of just just enjoyment in general. So I definitely tried to instill that in my boys from uh, from the moment they were born. It's funny, Jackson was born the day before the Phillies started their World Series run in 2008. And I, I still remember putting him in a Philly fanatic who's the uh, <laughs> the mascot for the Phillies. I put him in this onesie that was like way too big for him. But I said I didn't, it didn't matter because the Phillies were, were going in the playoffs. So it's, it's always kind of been there uh, for them. <laughs> okay, so take us back to that emotional evening with... Which you read a letter to your two boys, dinner table with your wife, to read that same letter to us today so we can understand exactly what, what happened and what was said. I'm already getting teary-eyed, but uh, it was an emotional moment really for mm -hmm. all of us, for my wife and I to, to lead and make this decision for them. And kids are definitely stressed at such an early age with a lot of the responsibilities and, and sports especially that, that are placed on them. And I feel like at times they don't develop this deep love for the game because they they feel so stressed. So here's the uh, here's the letter. I sat down at, at the uh, round kitchen table. My wife was facing me. Carter was to my left. My youngest and Jackson was was to my right. And, and here's the letter to my sons, Jackson and Carter. Your mom and I made the decision for you to take the spring off from sports so you can focus on being a kid. This wasn't an easy decision, but I know in my heart it's the right one. I want you to laugh, run, joke, get dirty, play with your friends, have sleepovers, chase lightning bugs, dream, do whatever your mind can imagine. This time is yours to enjoy. I realize how demanding sports can be at a young age. I want to be sure you develop a lifelong love of exercise and sports like I have. Sometimes in order to do that, you need to take a break from the heat of competition. You need your body to recover and your mind to rest. You have both had amazing years in football and basketball. I've had the privilege of co coaching you and I would not trade it for the world. The sky's the limit and I believe you will achieve greatness. I'm so incredibly proud of both of you. I also know that your time under our roof is limited and I want to maximize that time I have with both of you. I want to create memories and experiences that we will remember for the rest of our lives. Let's camp in the woods, dance in the ocean, hike up mountains, eat ice cream until our bellies hurt and appreciate the moments we have together. This does not mean we will not be active. In fact, we might actually be more active, but we will do it as a family and on our own terms. Too often in life, we live on, our, on terms that are not our own. Let this be an example that you can live your life however you want to and never let anyone tell you differently. I'm so excited for the days to get longer and the sun to grow warmer. You both being born was the, were the greatest moments of my life. I love you, Dad. Wow. That's so beautiful because... 
when I heard about this, um, you had posted it in, in a Facebook group. And I thought, wow, finally someone actually does something and is proud enough to talk about it publicly. Because how often are we hearing that not all parents, but a lot of parents are so focused on their kids succeeding and being the best and developing all their skills and becoming little stars in their own way that we forget that we should let them be kids. I've read recently that the childhood is getting shorter. That mm -hmm. window is getting shorter and shorter. And researchers have been saying like, parenting experts and all that they're saying how if we continue the way we're going eventually it'll disappear <laughs> we're raising tiny adults from the get-go I completely yeah. agree with you I mean that 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 was how it was and is during football and basketball season right I, I get my mm -hmm. I'm privileged to work from home when I need to and I get my boys off the bus and it's Come in, put your uh, school bag down, wash your hands, empty your lunchbox, get your schoolwork done. You get a half an hour and then we've got dinner and then it's off to practice. When you read this letter, what was your son's reaction? They, they saw both my wife and I crying and they were crying as well. Um, and it, it was probably a, a sense of relief and just understanding how much their, both their parents love them dearly. Mm-hmm. There's something I want to ask, and sometimes as parents, we want to do so much for our kids that sometimes we push them a little too much. Do you feel like looking back, you pressured them into sports or they were all in, like they really wanted to participate and go to practice? I'd say for the most part, they were all in. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't necessarily know if they had a choice, though, because I was just I'm a sports fanatic. I love sports. I love the competition. Mm -hmm. And from a workout perspective, I have always been active. They've always seen me work out. I mean, one of the greatest stories I have is we uh, about, I guess, it was six years ago, came back from a vacation down in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And Jackson was four at the time. And we came home. He went down into the our finished basement. And I kind of followed him down there because he's still four and, and you know still needs some, some adult supervision. And he took out a DVD and he put it in the DVD player. And I said, buddy, what are you doing? And he said, dad, I haven't worked out in a week. And he was putting <laughs> in, a, in a P90X video and actually going to do a workout. So I don't <laughs> know if he had that much of a choice, but it was because kids absorb and my sons especially absorb so much of watching what their parents do. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so true. So you say that sometimes we need to take a break to recover. So did that help doing this last year, taking the break? Are they back again full time in all sports or did reduce from two sports to participating in one or less? Did it change anything? No, we're, we're doing the same thing this year that we did last year. So we're sticking with not playing a spring sport. And actually this past weekend was the last basketball game. My youngest son lost in the semifinals. So last night was our first night without a Monday night practice in a long time. And we're doing the same thing in the spring. And I think it's going to be, be amazing. But last wow. night, rather than eating at five o'clock, my sons went and played basketball in the neighborhood my wife and I actually got an opportunity to cook dinner together and listen to some music. And, and it was just 
it was so refreshing to, to have that time. We're excited to go on bike rides and some day trips. And it's funny because this year they're aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And both of my sons have actually said, I know we're not playing a sport, but I want to train. So I'm ready for the next sport. So it's, it's almost like taking the time off has now developed this internal desire for them to get better and to do it through training in the off season, which, you know, that, that's where that motivation needs to come from. Parents can't push always because the kids will just get burned out. And it was so amazing to hear my boys say, hey, we want to train in the off season. We don't necessarily want to just play sports in the neighborhood. We, we do want to do some training. It doesn't have to be sports based and it can be on our own terms and schedule. But I think it's just kind of stoked their fires from within when they've mm-hmm. taken that that time off. And listen, I am probably the most competitive person you'll ever meet. I remember <laughs> in college, uh, I, I founded a fraternity with 11 dorm mates my freshman year. And at the end of, of our senior year, we had this kind of ritual where everybody would go around that was graduating and say something about the person that, that was kind of the key talking point. And I remember still to this day, one of my fraternity brothers said, Jeff Wickersham, the most competitive person I've ever met in my life. If his mom was on the five yard line and he needed to score a winning touchdown, he would run her the heck over. And I I had like tears in my eyes. (laughs) My mother at the time, I told her this story and she's like, would you run me over? I said, absolutely, I would. And she was just so she was so mortified that I would do that. But that that just to give your listeners some some frame of mind, that's where my competition and my competitiveness is at. My my level of competition is very high, but I'm still very aware of the workload and stress that my sons put on their bodies, as well as the mental piece when it comes to playing those sports at a, at a competitive, competitive level. Did you get any pullback about this decision? Cause you were a coach, so kind of lost a coach at the same time. And then the players, any comments from either parents, other kids? Not really too many. I, I would say I did post this last spring, just on my personal Facebook and Instagram profiles. And and I got an overwhelming positive response from mothers. Mm. Uh, I, I think, especially for, for athletes and if they're boys, you know, the dads are, are the pushers, you know, want their kids to do amazing things. And I, I, I love that. But I would say my response from, from some of the moms was just amazing. Some sent me direct messages and saying, thank you for posting that. I'm always aware of the workload, you know, my son or daughter's under, and I just want to make sure that my, my husband's on the same wavelength. And I didn't really get too much pushback from other coaches or, or dads, you know, maybe a comment here or there, but mm-hmm. uh, they, they knew I was doing it for the, the right reason. They know I'm in, into fitness and, and, you know, personal development. So they kind of understand where I'm coming from, uh, mm-hmm. but but really the the moms definitely uh, stepped up and and said it was just an amazing post and and letter and great example of how how to lead your children. Mhm. What do you think for the mothers especially listening today? What would you say especially coaching kids? You might see kids that it's just getting too much for them. They get overwhelmed or too stressed. What are some things we parents can try and see if it's happening to our own kids? Have them take a break. I would say a couple things would be one, what's their body language, right? How, how do they carry themselves? Are they just looking like they're slumped over and exhausted when they're going from, from practice to practice? 
if they're not particularly excited about going to practice now listen practice is what it is right it's it's not the most amazing thing but if they're they're fighting you tooth and nail then that might be an indication that they don't want to play or maybe they want to back off i would also say two is having off seasons for sports i have coaches that i coach football with and they love baseball and baseball there's almost no off season you're doing fall workouts, winter workouts, even though it's one day a week, you're still going and doing it. And and I just think there needs to be a break in between sports and seasons and you can't play something all year round. And I'm a firm proponent of playing multiple sports, right? Football, basketball. My sons will probably run track once they get to middle school to develop the body in a full capacity. And, Mm -hmm. you know, those different sports use different muscles. So you're, you're training the body. And I I heard an interesting comment by Matt rule, who was the former temple football coach went to Baylor and now he's the Carolina Panthers coach. And he said one thing that, that just struck me that when he recruits any of his football players, when he was in college, he would never recruit a player that didn't play three sports. Wow. Because they were such an individual, if they only play football, you know, they don't train the other muscles and and get all that wide range of, uh, you know, exercises and and different movements. So, you know, the the offseason, kids need an offseason. They need to relax. They need to repair. They need to recover from what they did. And when you go year round, it's very tough. It's why baseball now we see so many Tommy John surgeries and so many injuries because these kids are pitching all year long and they just don't have time to rest, rest and recover. Mm, That's a good point. I'm curious, what are you teaching your kids about life after this? You mentioned in a live on our own terms and what does that look like to you and to your kids? So just being able to, to have a choice in what you do. Every step of the day is a decision and a choice that you can make. And I think so so many times in life, and definitely as adults, we fall into this trap. We don't feel like we have a choice. And there's so much power in that choice, in that decision. And I actually meditate with both my sons before they go to school on a daily basis. And one of the things in our meditation practice is you have the power to choose positive and or, or negative, and that's your choice alone, right? There's so much power in that, right? You can choose to have a great day and be positive, or you can choose the alternative, and how you choose will dictate how your day uh, day plays out. So I just want to instill in them that they can live life on their own terms. Don't let anybody limit their dreams or, or you know squash their dreams in any stretch of the imagination that they can do anything uh, anything they want to, because so much of what we learn and what we hear in our childhood becomes our beliefs in life. Mm -hmm. And I have dove very deep into personal development and our subconscious thoughts. And so many of us as adults are limited by some belief patterns that we took from our childhood that were not enough. We're not worthy. Those are a couple that that I have uncovered as an adult myself. And I just, I'm trying to do as best as I can to not instill any of those in my son's. Wow, that's beautiful. My gosh, you seem to be on the right path. And uh, curious, you say you meditate with your kids. So it's like a five minute affirmations or it's silent. So my youngest son has uh, has Crohn's disease. So he's uh, he was diagnosed about five years ago. And, you know, Crohn's disease, you can't really tell from the outside, but it's an internal battle right in their intestines and and stomach and the inflammation. And, And he was dealing with some anger issues. And last year, 
around the uh, new year, I brought it up to both of them because they have seen me practicing meditation in, in my office some mornings when they get up early. And I said, guys, we, would you be up for possibly meditating and breathing? And to you know, my, my surprise, they both said yes. So we meditate for about, I'd say two to three minutes and it's just breathing. And then I I recite some things. I guide them through meditation. So, you know, we start breathing and it's in with the positive, out with the negative, you know, in with peace, out with chaos, all, all those types of things that I try and instill. And hopefully they hear over and over again in that nice, relaxed state. It'll seep into their their subconscious mind and it'll hopefully uh, resonate later in life. Wow. I love that. I love that. I'll have to use that later on with my own kids. That's amazing. It's, um, uh, it's, it's been an amazing piece to my morning. There is nothing better than when one of them says, dad, can we go up and breathe? Um, mm. Because it's just, it's just a way to connect. It's a way to try and set their mind for the day and allow them to understand that their, their thoughts are powerful, right? Mm. They can choose to be positive, happy, you know, they're not worried about what other people think, do, or act, right? They're, they're, it's all those things that that empower them to really take control of their emo- emotions and thoughts and guide their life how they want to. Yeah, and regulate their emotions too as uh, as kids and later on. Absolutely, well, and I, I really didn't think about it, but I was on a, another podcast about two months ago and we were talking about meditation because I've just recently, about a couple of years ago, really started uh, meditating every single day. I think uh, today was 801 straight days of meditation. And the person that I was uh, interviewing with said, imagine how much farther ahead your sons are going to be because they're doing it at 9 and 11. That, that actually got me choked up because I said, wow, that, that is true, mm-hmm. how, how much farther ahead they're going to be in that practice and, and controlling their thoughts and, and emotions. Yeah, this is like amazing. So where can listeners learn more about you, listen to your podcast and everything that you do? Give us all the details. Absolutely. So uh, they can find my podcast. It's Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs. And that podcast, I give every Monday five short mini episodes of a topic, a trick, a strategy, something to think about a little bit differently in your day. So if you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, or maybe you're just somebody that wants more out of life, those five mini episodes will be perfect. And then I actually interview an influential entrepreneur once a week on their one habit strategy that they love to do in the morning and then their journey. You can go out to the morningfire.com and you can actually grab my three strategies to skyrocket your success in 2020. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Wickersham, or if anybody ever wanted any kind of guidance, I'm always, it's all about impact and and serving others. Uh, They could email me at jeff at themorningfire.com. Thank you so much, Jeff. I have one last question for you. I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. Okay. So we all know that being a parent is a roller coaster of emotions and experiences. Keeping motherhood inspired, what one thing have you found kept you inspired and energized throughout your parenting journey? Just knowing that the time you have with your kids is limited, it allowed me to soak in every moment. And I think that's just a powerful concept to think about. If you're a mother, that knowing that, that your time with your kids is limited. So anytime, for example, my younger son Carter asked me to go out and shoot baskets, even if I'm working, doing something, I'll pause it and I'll go out and shoot hoops because those are moments that when they're 18 out of the house, 
you're just going to look back and, and wish you had taken them up on, on the offer. So just knowing that, that they're with you for a limited time to soak up each and every one of those moments. Thank you for listening to another episode of Citrus Love, Keeping Motherhood Inspired Podcast. If you think someone would enjoy to listen to this episode, please share it with them. You can share the link wherever you're listening or go to our website at www.citruslove.com episode and the number where you will find the episode as well as all the information about the guests or the specific episode. The best way to get our podcast ranked is by leaving me a review wherever you're listening. Two, three, four, five, six stars. Whatever you feel reflect podcast, this will not only let me know what needs to be improved as well as what you particularly love. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll get the next episode. And thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.